Welcome indeed and a very good morning. It is Tuesday the 16th of January. The Big Sports Breakfast Summer Show continuing. Alex Demon all through to the second round of the Australian Open. Plenty of results to get through. A big day over in the US with the NBA clashes already starting on Martin Luther King Day. But the NFL playoffs continue and we say a very good morning to you, Josh Reynolds. G'day, Grub. How are you? I'm great, mate. How are you? Very, very well, thank you. Great to have you in here as always. Uh, the Eagles today, you confident in the NFL? No, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, that's just good. me being honest. That's what we want. Yeah, not. There's something, something mm. happened to us mid season. I don't mm. know if there was a bit of a rift, a South Sydney rift, they might call it. <laughs> it happened last year. But look, I really love Hertz, but he looks a, a little disinterested for mm. me at the moment. Not at the, not at the good end of the season. Yep. So I am a bit nervous, but I will say yesterday's results excited me a tad. Yeah. Being a bit selfish, probably because of my little trip next this week. Yes, I leave on yeah, Saturday. Wow. So, yeah. obviously, because the Packers beat the Cowboys, yes. we s- switch. Well, Mets play San Fran, but now we will play Detroit if we yep. do win. And uh, I'd rather that. Yep. I, I just think for us playing against the Cowboys at home would have been a very tough assignment. You know, bitter rivals. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Detroit, they were good yesterday, but... The fairy tale's got to end somewhere. Yeah, it does, it does, it does. Just to look at those results, the Packers 48 beat the Cowboys 32 in the NFL as the playoffs start that NFC wildcard playoff. Jordan Love 16 of 21 for 272 yards, mm. three touchdowns, no interceptions, uh, and assured performance from the young quarterback, Dak Prescott. 41 from 60 for 403 yards, three touchdowns, but two interceptions, including a pick six. And they were pretty big in the first half. Aaron Jones, three rushing touchdowns for the Packers. He was instrumental early. And Jack Ferguson, three receiving touchdowns for Dallas, their tight end. And as you mentioned next, the Packers will take on the 49ers. That kicks off at 12.15 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time on Sunday. So 11.15 AM on Sunday through Queensland. Of course, you can watch that in the tab app. Uh, also yesterday, the Rams 23, beaten by the Lions 24 in their NFC wildcard playoff. Matthew Stafford, 367 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff for the Lions, 22 from 27, 277 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. And Detroit, two rushing touchdowns to LA's zero. Uh, keen to make mention of rookie Puka Nasua, 181 yards off nine catches, one touchdown. An enormous season for him, but Aiden Hutchinson, an absolute menace for the Lions yesterday. Uh, he's uh, really entrenched himself as a leader of that club early and, and a big reason they've done so well. So those were the two NFL scores from yesterday. Today, it is the Steelers at the Bills. That kicks off at 8.30 a.m. through New South Wales and ACT. So 7.30 in Queensland. And the Eagles and the Buccaneers is at quarter past midday Australian Eastern Daylight Time. So, of course, check your tab app. Uh, you can watch the games in there. It's across ESPN as well. A great time of year for uh, for US sport. We uh, we love that. Are you going to... Well, I was considering going over to Buffalo to get my shovel out because <laughs> they've obviously been offering people a bit of a bit of a bit of cash yeah it's been good isn't it 20 20 bucks they called on the fans the game was postponed uh, put back a day first time in seven years an nfl game was that was due to fan safety but yeah the pictures coming through are great there's so much snow the, the weather looks pretty good today so it, it worked out to be a good result hopefully for the fans but um yeah very fun, I think, getting out there with the shovel. Good wage, too. 20 bucks an hour over there. I honestly was considering it. Yeah. I was just, you know what, I'll, I'm floating at the moment. You Look, know, I'm just recently retired, mate. I was, keep I your ear to the ground of... for when you're over there, mate. There Who might knows? be another chance. On that game, I think it'll be a little bit closer than what everyone's thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, the bill's very short in the market, but 
I feel we were just talking about it before. The Bills can go all the way. Yes. Let's 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 put that out there. Yeah, Berkey put me on the spot yesterday with that, and the 49ers just stand out like mm. the proverbial like, uh, that they they will you'd imagine playing the Super Bowl. Who plays them? The Ravens are there, but I. I the more I thought about it yesterday, the Bills is the team, if I was to put money on it, they'd be the ones that you'd, you'd have a little throw at the stumps because you're getting decent value if they put it all together, as you say. Decent. They've got to put it together, though. I feel, for some reason, I feel this will be their hardest game. Mm, okay. The Steelers have been tricky this year. No one, no one expected the Steelers to go well, but they've come from nowhere. Mm-hmm. So I just feel with everything going on, um, you know, stomp, the weather included, it'll yeah. just be a bit tougher game than, than what they think. But I feel if they get through this one, they're a very confident outfit when they're good. Mm-hmm. Like Diggs and Allen, when they're on, yeah. they're so hard to stop. Yeah, there's been a bit going on there too, hasn't there? Yeah. A bit fractious. It's, it's, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. You know what? Did, did the Cowboys game yesterday, watching Prescott and CD Lamb was right. weird. Yeah. How weird was that? Yeah. Yeah. It was honestly like they had a little scuffle before the game and they were like looking at each other like, what, we're really going to do this here? Yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't want that. Uh, falling apart at the time, somebody desperately wanting the ball and the quarterback overthinking, well, I've got to get in the ball or I'm not going to throw him the ball. You just want that situation to ha- happen smoothly. And you always remember Tom Brady saying, I don't care who gets the ball. Whoever's open, I'm throwing them the ball. Team's got to win. Mm. So, yeah, you do wonder, don't you? But Dallas, they're in some trouble. Wow. Yeah. And, I, and, and I'm not going to lie. Sorry to all the Dallas fans out there, but <laughs> I love it. Because obviously, you know, we're big rivals. Us, us, and, us and Dallas, the Eagles I'm talking about. But yesterday, there was something going on, and mm. I, for some reason, Dallas just always choke. They're one and three in the postseason <laughs> now, and, and that, no, honestly, like it's just facts. And I, you know what, I, I loved yesterday. Uh, I seen something Jerry Jones come out, and I think he supported the, you know, he supported Dak, mm-hmm. and he supported the, the coach at that time. But he's a guy who will make a big decision, mm. and there is someone who needs a job. And his name is Bill Belichick. Yeah. And I think he's going to land straight in Dallas. It'll be an iconic move for an iconic club and an iconic landscape. And, uh, yeah, we will watch that one closely. I'm keen to have a look at some of the tennis scores as well, bring you up to speed on anything you might have missed yesterday. Alex Demonor beat Milos Raonic due to a retirement in the third set. Demonor was leading two love in the third and one set apiece. So he will next play Matteo Arnaldi of Italy. Uh, Alexi Popperin will take on Novak Djokovic in the second round after Popperin uh, beat Mark Polmans in straight sets. Uh, Daniel Medvedev uh, won his first round match due to retirement from Terence at Mane. Coco Goff beat Anna Schmidlova of Slovakia, 6-3-6 love. Ben Shelton, an interesting little uh, buy story. Ben Shelton beat Roberto Batista a good in straight sets. Shelton and Novak Djokovic have a, a little rivalry bubbling along that involves... Uh, Wider family members, Ben Shelton's dad, making some comments too. But Stefana Sitsipas beat Belgium lucky loser Zizou Bergs in four sets. Felix Orja Aliassim beat Dominic Team in five sets. Four hours and 59 minutes they were on court. That is a tough start for the Canadian. Carolina Garcia beat Naomi Osaka, 6 4 7 6. Adrian Manorino beat Stan Vavrinka. Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova beat Donna Vekic. Andy Murray lost to Thomas Martin Echeverry in straight sets. And some of the Aussies, Storm Hunter, a big win for the Australian qualifier, beat Sarah Arani, 6-4-6-3. Daria Saville lost to Magdalena Fretch in three sets. Omar Jessica lost to number nine seed Hugo Hercatch in straight sets. Taylor Preston lost. Jordan Thompson beat Alexander Vukic in five sets. And Rinki Hijikata 
Lost to Jan Leonard Struff in five sets. James Duckworth, the other, other Aussie in action, he lost to Lucas Van Asch in five sets. So a lot of five-set clashes for the Australian men, pushing their opponents all the way, but unfortunately for them, unable to get through. Uh, some key matches today. Iga Sviantek plays Sofia Kennan. Carlos Alcaraz in action. Elena Rabakner in action. Uh, Alexander Zverev plays Dominic Kupfer, an all-German encounter. And some of the Australians in action, Olivia Gadecki, Thanasi Kokonakis, Ola Tomljanovic, Kimbiril, James McCabe and Max Purcell. So a lot of tennis rolling along at Melbourne Park. We do love this time of year. Um, and the uh, first test between Australia and the Windies in Adelaide tomorrow. Still plenty being made about Cam Green batting at four. He said that he much, much prefers to bat at number four. Can craft his innings, Steve Smith, at the top of the order. But um, a day test for the first time in a little while in Adelaide. Yeah. Starts at 10 a.m. local time tomorrow. So 10.30 Eastern Daylight Time. Looking forward to that. I, I want your opinion on... What, what's your, what was your thoughts on Steve Smith's comments? He got interviewed maybe last week, mm-hmm. and he mentioned something along the lines of, I've been in this team for a long time, and um, you know I felt I should have went up the ladder instead of green opening. Mm-hmm. Sort of a bit of like, if I wanted to get up there, I could... Do you know, do you know what I sort of mean? Like, I whereas I feel if Green was the better opener, I, I would have had him there. Yeah. Well, green Green said that he was 95%. Well, he thought he was going to open when they said that he was coming back into the squad, right. but he is much, much happier. Oh, that's good. And he's thankful that Smith's taking that because he... Uh, yeah, he loves batting at four and uh, and, and much prefers it. So. I just thought it was interesting, yeah. wasn't it? It was like, you know what? I want to open, so yeah. I'll open. Yeah. Good on him. Like, I, I, I think Steve Smith would be great. Anything yeah. he sort of does turns to gold a lot of the time. Um, it was very interesting when I sat down and watched him uh, Sixers v Thunder and he got a, an absolute duck. <laughs> what a, what I was so excited yeah, for that. But, the neutral fans, yeah. But um, yeah, it, uh, that's the, probably the most thing I'm excited about, just to see how, how Steve goes up uh, opening the batting. Agreed. And on the big bash, Hobart has beaten Melbourne Stars by seven runs in their final BBL match of the season. The Hurricanes, eight for 187. Uh, the Stars in reply, four for 180. Uh, Marcus Stoinis made 48 off 32, but when dismissed by Chris Jordan in the 18th over, they ran out of steam. Uh, Glenn Maxwell, 32 off 18. Bo Webster was unbeaten on 55 for Melbourne. Uh, earlier, it was Matthew Wade, 63 off 41 for Hobart, and Ben McDermott, 50 off 35. Dan Lawrence, 4 for 35. One of McDermott's sixes up into the second tier of the MCG. Mm. A very clean, powerful and crisp hitter of the ball. Tonight, the Scorchers host the Sixers in the Big Bash. That is one to look forward to over in Perth. The winner of that gets the double chance. They'll take on Brisbane in that final on Friday. It is 20 past six Australian Eastern Daylight Time, 5.20 throughout Queensland. We will take a quick break. The newspaper headlines next. Plenty of footy to chat as well this morning with Josh Reynolds. The back page of the Daily Telegraph, tall poppy syndrome coverage of world number 43, Alexei Popurin, saying he will enter his second round showdown against Novak Djokovic with full confidence he can beat the Serbian superstar. The 196-centimetre big-serving Sydney sider is tall. Uh, dismantled, dismantled countryman Mark Polman's in straight sets yesterday to set up the clash with the world number one. Didn't realise he was quite that tall. But, uh, yeah, plenty of height from uh, Alexi Popper and, and looking forward to that one. Green is all for a move up the order. Cam's return. Cameron Green is excited about his elevation in the test batting order. Um, the article goes on. But interesting is saying he felt rushed at times batting around Travis Head and the way that he comes out and makes things look easy in the middle order. So Cam Green 
keen to just really build his innings at four, have a bit more time, be a bit more methodical. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one to watch for sure and, and potentially a good opportunity against the Windies, who I'm looking forward to seeing as well. But uh, Pom, Roos, Thunder, Blunders. Big Bash coverage. Sydney Thunder opener Alex Hales has panned his side's performances in the Big Bash as it stares down the barrel of another wooden spoon. Uh, not a great season for the Thunder. And this one, which uh, I'm keen to talk a bit more footy with you after the 6.30 news, Josh, and have a look at a, a bit of the, the movement and a few player um, positional changes that, that are being mooted. But Manly coach Anthony Seabold, this is from our great friend Dean Ritchie, uh, Manly coach Anthony Seabold wants Josh Schuster to turn into a ball-playing back rower in the same mould as Glenn Stewart and Wade Graham this year. As, as mentioned, keen to talk about a few of the permutations and different positional switches. But Schuster came under fire for his effort last season while playing at 5'8". But Luke Brooks' arrival from West Tigers will force a shift back to the forwards. Mm. This time of year, good chance to mix things up. This one specifically, mm-hmm. Josh Schuster, do you like that? I, the only thing I will say about that is you've got, um, you've got Turbo, mm-hmm. Luke Brooks... Daly Cherry Evans, mm. three guys that want the ball. Yeah. Really do. Yep. And then you've, you've also got Jake, um, Jake Trevojevic. Yes. So there's four ball players in a yep. team. I just don't know if there will be a place for Schuster to ball play. Just because, well, how do you get it to him? Two mm-hmm. ball play. Don't get me wrong. Glenn Stewart was unbelievable at it, but that manly side, they they structured a lot of their play around that. Mm-hmm. So there was there was times an example, there's there was time where times where Glenn Stewart took a short, short side and mate he had the, the, the skills of a of a of a five eight. Maybe that that there were a few instances that, you know, he can ball play, but sometimes the the question I got about Schuster is can he get the ball mm-hmm. and run directly at a half back and get a quick play of the ball for his for his for Luke yeah. Brooks. And yeah, that's because yeah. that's that's your role as a back yeah. rower sometimes. You don't always have to be pretty. Mm-hmm. You know, I played with Josh Jackson, who I absolutely loved because he would just do all the dirty stuff for yeah. me. He'd make all my tackles. He would he'd cover <laughs> cover my backside, and he'd don't worry, he'd done that a lot. He reminds me all the time. But for me, I, I, that's the way I look at a back yeah. rower. But then again, you have got Schuster, who is literally nearly probably as good as any ball player. Yeah, half I'm talking about. So if they do find the balance, mate, try and stop yeah. him. Yep. But it's just I just hope he can find that balance and not be too pretty at times and just do a lot of that hard work, you know, which I feel a back rower needs to do. Yeah, that versatility will be key for a side like Manly too this year, won't it, uh, in terms of having those options. We'll, we'll jump back into that in a little bit, but um, Bounce will test the tourists. This is from Daniel Cherney. The West Indies' Herculean task to topple Australia this week could be even harder because the Adelaide Oval wicket is predicted to be bouncier than usual owing to its unfamiliar slot on the calendar. Um, so in terms of just how much heat the pace has had, uh, sorry, the pitch has had, uh, the curator says that there's no difference with the drop in pitch from a day-night test to now, but because of those hot baking days through the Christmas and New Year period rather than early December, um, they're expecting plenty of pace and bounce, which is a classic line before any test. I remember over in Perth at Wacker Curators, their joke Every time they stood in front of the media was, yeah, she's going to be fast. She's going to be bouncy. It's going to be live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just used to laugh. I so love that. Curator chat. It, um, and we love it too from a, a fan's perspective. Absolutely. Anytime we hear about pace and bounce before a test. Oh, we, we love her. We, we love excited. a bouncer. Who get doesn't love a bouncer? Get that first ball going. Get that first ball. So um, Australia heavily tipped to, uh, to, 
to win that series too. And I think it was a dollar twenty-five with tab. Stu was saying two nil, pretty pretty clean. Um, and rain shouldn't really affect it as well. But uh, history maker wants runs on board when it matters. Scoring the most runs ever in a ten-game BBL season is impressive. But the next challenge for run machine Matt Short is clear. The Adelaide Strikers captain is two hundred and five runs ahead of the next best batter in the tournament this season. Uh, way out in front of Chris Lynn's 204, uh, but the big lead is not unsurprising for short player of the tournament, etc., etc. He wants to score runs when it matters in the finals and build more batting momentum before he plays for Australia next month. So Adelaide have built well. Matt um, Short in the shorter form. A lot of good tennis coverage. Alex pledges to keep his head down. Alex Demonor was well on his way to answering one of the biggest questions posed of him throughout his career before a hobbled Milos Raonic withdrew from their Australian Open first round clash on Monday night. So Raonic retiring, Demonor leading to love in the third set. He had a hip flexor issue. He is a very tall man, Milos Raonic, a large mm. human. Uh, was wearing a normal sized man's shorts, which on him were very short shorts that stood out yeah. to me. Um, very lean, long legs, Milos <laughs> Raonic. Um, but Demonor is through. He lost the first set, 7 6 tiebreaker, but we knew that Raonic might trouble him if he's hitting the ball cleanly. But Demonor will try and outlast everybody in uh, in the tournament. That's that's what he's got to do. Gee, look, Ginger. Yep. He oh, did that first set. He's, I felt sorry for him, Raonic. He. You know, the thing was, uh, and, you know, Demonor will come out of this confident he won. Mm. But there was times there, and, and I, we spoke about it last week, that when he when Demonor comes up against these big hitters, he uh, he mentioned it in his um, uh, interview after. Yes. He said, I was chasing his serve. And I think it's good that he knows that's just going to have to be normal for mm-hmm. him. Um, because there was times there where you go, well, yeah. He was explosive. Yeah. And if he could do that for five sets, he'd be unbelievable. Yeah. But this is where Demonor, he's got to outlast his opponent. He's got to find a way, doesn't he? And he's got yeah. to find a way. And, and it's the typical Aussie spirit, isn't it? Just find a way. <laughs> find a way. It's Leighton Hewitt yeah. 101. Yeah. Like he's in, the, he's in the crowd watching and he's probably just like, yep, I used to do that all the time. Yeah. But yeah, it was, um, it, it was sad to see him, him finish because he was in a lot of pain. And I know what, you know, especially tennis tennis players go through to get their bodies into good shape because, yes. mate, running around that court, it's it's yeah. it's hard. Um, but yeah, Demonor goes through, good start, and you know, hopefully he can keep up his really good form that he's brought in the Australian yep. Open. Got to work his way into the second week uh, for sure, Alex Demonor. Back page of the Courier Mail: Storm, joy, gritty Aussie finally breaks her open drought to fulfil dream that began in a Queensland pub. A rocky road to victory. Um, also on the back page, Giant Leap Loggins, Loving Bullets Revival. Leaping Leroy Loggins uh, getting involved as well. Plenty of great cricket coverage. Uh, we'll never see the likes of those Windies greats again. Great friend of the show, Robert Craddock, says it's 40 years this November since Kim Hughes resigned as test captain. His side ravaged by a West Indian outfit that played like it would never lose a series. Eventually, the West Indies did lose a series, but it wasn't for another 11 years after a shattered Hughes was replaced by Alan Border. And a little look at the great West Indies side and the rivalry. Um, great memories, but it is a different Windies side. Um, still plenty of great tennis coverage and this yarn about uh, Storm Hunter. Australian qualifier Storm Hunter has ranked win- has ranked winning an Olympic medal at this year's Paris Games as a higher priority than ultimate Grand Slam success after her breakthrough singles win at Melbourne Park. The world number one doubles player, Hunter scored a $180,000 payday after advancing to the second round of the Australian Open for the first time in her career. But she has Paris on her radar, as we will throughout the year. 
Uh, and the uh, NBL coverage, NBL legend Leroy Loggins has saluted the New Look Brisbane Bullets for finding their identity and reviving the proud traditions of their foundation National Basketball League club. The fifth-place Bullets are inside of their first winning season since 2019-2020 and their first playoff appearance in six years with everything to play for over the final weeks of the season. Loving how the NBL's mm. ramping up uh, and plenty more throughout the Courier Mail as well. Some great racing coverage in in all of the papers that we're racing today. Gunnada, Wagga, Rockhampton and Cranbourne. And having a look briefly before we head to the news, back page of the Sydney Morning Herald. Warner's caps were hidden in plain sight. Can't stay out of the news at the moment, David Warner, can he? What really happened to David Warner's missing bag? The truth has finally emerged. Warner's backpack containing his precious baggy green caps never left its place amid the vast collection of luggage the Australian team transported between Melbourne and Sydney for the opener's final test match. We do have to get to the news. I thought we'd leave (laughs) this half hour with that. They were there all along in his luggage. Didn't ever lose them. Wow. It is 6.31. (laughs) Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast Summer Show. Will Davies and Josh Reynolds with you loving... Your involvement as well on zero four one nine seven six seven two seven two. We'll have a look at some of those texts shortly. But a couple of scores happening in the NBA. It is Martin Luther King Day over in the US, so just about every single team in action. I think every team might be uh, the Rockets and Seventy Sixers. It is midway through the third quarter. The Seventy Sixers seventy eight, leading the Rockets sixty three. Joel Embiid is back. And playing, I think he's missed about the past three games. So a prominent inclusion for the 76ers. And he hasn't mucked about getting involved. 33 points, six rebounds, three assists, 14 of 15 from the line. One steal, one block. And the 76ers now lead 80 to 63. Six minutes, 19 remaining in the third. The uh, former MVP, an absolute beast. Um, the Rockets having a pretty middling year, but uh, better than maybe expected. 76ers challenging over in the East. A lot of games still to come, and of course we refer you to the Tab app. You can watch all NBA games live in the Tab app, including this one, the Rockets and 76ers, at 6.30. So actually that should be tipping off right about now, 6.40 uh, AEDT. The Pelicans and the Mavericks, the Pistons and Wizards later this morning, the Magic and Knicks, Spurs, Hawks, and then the Warriors and Grizzlies at 10 a.m., Draymond Green expected to return after his incident. Um, But the NBA still has an officiating problem. Yesterday, uh, Mike Brown, the uh, Kings coach, took a laptop into his media conference to highlight what he didn't like about the officiating. Um, The Bucks beat the Kings. Damian Lillard, a buzzer beater called Mm. Dame Time. Um, Plenty going on in the NBA. As his best game. Yeah. And... As a buck, it's, take, it's taking a while. Yeah, yeah, but uh, he's gone through a lot off field. I think he's gone through a, a divorce. The poor guy. I heard on on the coverage the other day, and mate, if there's anyone that knows, if your off field life isn't great, <laughs> your on field struggles. No, yeah. being serious, mate, it is. Yeah. It's a it's a big thing, and you can sort of I, when I look at him, I can sort of tell. Yeah, he, he, when he was at Portland, he had this swagger, mm. this real confidence about him. But now I feel he's second guessing his shot. He's yeah, but look, it was good to see him back yesterday. And yeah. If the Bucks are going to, you know, fight for the title, I feel he has to be good. It's a long season. It's long. They just want to be getting things together mm-hmm. by the end of it. They've got Giannis. They've got Lopez. 
They've got Middleton, mm-hmm. Bobby Portis off the bench, and Damian Lillard in the mix there. It just gives them something dramatic if Giannis is having an off night or he gets into foul trouble or they've got multiple players really giving him a, a tough mm. time. Scary stuff. Golden State mm. with mm, Green, um, Drummond back. Do you think he, they, they're, a diff, they're obviously a different team? They are yeah. different. I think, I, think they're, I think they're no good this year. Mm. I think there's just too much going on. Yep. And, um Curry struggling a little bit. Mm. They'll be good. They'll challenge teams, but over seven games, I don't. I don't think they're troubling too many teams over no. there in the West. Mm. Um, round sixteen of the NBL starts tomorrow night. Just on a home front, Southeast Melbourne hosting Adelaide. Uh, an update from the golf yesterday: Grayson Murray with a thirty-eight foot birdie putt to win the Sony Open playoff. Uh, Byung Hun An and Keegan Bradley shared seventeen under with Murray for the tournament. Cam Davis was tied for 30th at 9 under. Uh, the American Express Tournament starts in California. That one is next. And a quick uh, reminder of some of the tennis scores. Alex Demonor beat Milos Raonic last night due to a retirement in the third set uh, from Raonic. Demonor was leading two love in that third set, and it was once at all. Uh, a couple of other results. Daniel Medvedev, Coco Goff both won. Ben Shelton won. Stefano Tsitsipas beat Belgium lucky loser Zizou Bergs. Carolina Garcia beat Naomi Osaka. And Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova beat number 21 seed Dona Vekic, 6-4, 6-4. Uh, today, round one, Igor Sviantek plays Sofia Kennan. Carlos Alcaraz up against Richard Gasquet. Elena Rabakina plays Carolina Pliskova. Should be a beauty, that one. Kasper Ruud against Albert Ramos Vinales. Uh, a couple of other matches in action too. Camilla Georgie, Victoria Azarenka. That's a good one on the women's side. And uh, from an Aussie perspective, Olivia Gadecki plays Sloane Stephens. 11am local time in Melbourne on John Kane Arena. So that gets things going early. Thanasi Kokonakis plays Sebastian Ofner of Austria. Uh, Isla Tomljanovic plays Petra Martic. And Kim Birrell plays the 11th seed Yelena Oster. Penko. So a lot happening around across Melbourne Park. We'll chat with Roger Rashid later. Uh, but Josh, a couple of text messages coming through. This one from Mick. Uh, boys, Dave Warner now has three baggy greens he played in and three kids. Coincidence? Question mark, question mark. Hmm. Interesting from yeah, Mick. I don't Leave uh, morning, boys. A quick one on the NFL before we jump into some footy, Grub, which I'm keen to get your thoughts on. Morning, boys. Grub, what did you make of the no-call for the hold on Nasua late in the game yesterday? As a Rams fan, it's a tough pill to swallow. Parapower, Calderwood. I cannot... It kills me on the hold calls mm. because they're just... Toss a coin. Oh. Yep. And that's the thing. Big games. Big moment. Yeah. Huge moment. Like, that is every day. It's a hefty penalty too, isn't it? Like... At the spot of the foul. Yeah. yeah. But I just I just feel they call them all year. Mm-hmm. And then in a big game, when the game's on mm-hmm. the line, they're not going to mm-hmm. call it. And, then, and that irritates me. Yeah. Because boys, referees, umpire, everyone out there, this is, this is, these are the moments that fans mm-hmm. are going to be most hurt by. You'll get away with a few during the year because, you know, that doesn't have many, well, it does, implications. But that, that, that is, that call was... That's a that's a call. Yeah. It's it's like a penalty call in football, isn't it? Mm. If it's a foul in the defensive half around halfway, is it, it? It's the same foul in the in the penalty box, isn't exactly it? But same. it's yeah, that pressure. Human beings, we're uh, yeah, we're, we're fabulous and fascinating things, aren't we? Um, guys, can I ask? Do any of you think the Sharks, Eels, Knights, and Dolphins will make the NRL top eight this year? That's Phil from Mudgee. So, Sharks, Eels, Knights, and Dolphins. Yes. No. Y- yes, oh, no. Knights. Yes, no, yes, no. So sharks, sharks and knights, yes, eels and dolphins, no. Mm. I, just, 
I, I, I like the, the Sharks. Mm-hmm. Um, I like them even more next year yep. when they get the big man for Nua. Yes. Um, I think the Knights, if they play exactly how they played towards the back end of that yep. year, they're a, they're an impressive outfit. Yeah, they're fun. They're, they are. That's yeah. probably the best way to explain them, aren't they? They're, they're fun. They're yeah. not... On paper, they haven't got the you know the best team. Yeah. But last last year, especially up in Newcastle, they really really grabbed that yeah. that area, and, yeah. and and that's what you love to see about yeah, Newcastle. They're playing like that, they're tough. They're, they're, they're spirited. Tough. They're tough. Yeah, Tyson Gamble, yeah. one guy. That it, no, honestly, like I played with, with Tyson and didn't get much of a shot at the Tigers, and, and and same as the Broncos. But he just suits Newcastle, and mm-hmm. he suits that spine. You know, he had a. He had a someone, a friend of mine had a crack at him <laughs> by the name of Willie Mason one day, and but I, that's just him. He had a crack back, and yeah. that's just he's a goer, and I, yeah. I think it suits that team because realistically, Ponga is the man there. Mm-hmm. He takes care of you know a lot of their attacking prowess, um, and then you've always obviously got uh, Hastings that gets him around the park, mm. and Tyson just has a crack. But um, Eels, they can mm. they can fire like. Mitch, it's just Mitch, Mitch and Gutho a lot of the time. You it's know, a big year for the Eels, isn't it? Yeah, you're right, mate. We, we probably, you know, we probably haven't. Well, I haven't really thought about them a lot, but last year was it's not just something. Yeah, last, it wasn't, year, last year was no good. Wasn't yeah. great, was it? Yeah. Do you know what? Especially with their front row, gee, it's a great pack to play behind. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, D- Dylan Brown as well. You know, the Eagles can. And they need to. Mm-hmm. Is it fair to say they're they're under a lot of pressure? Huge amount. Yeah, mm. I think so. And and we, you know, the Eels, uh, Brad Arthur, Gutho, we love them on the show. Both good friends. Yeah. The Eels can be difficult to deal with uh, in mm. general. Mm-hmm. Um, but a big club and and a lot of passionate support. That was such a disappointing way for them to bow out of that grand final against Penrith mm. too. Um, and they haven't had the redemption, the fans. So yeah, big year for them, I think. Very passionate fan base. Very yep. similar to the Bulldogs and the poor Dolphins. I feel they'll struggle this year. First year coming into the season, very excited. Everyone excited about them. Some good signings, some mm-hmm. good signings. Flegler, Farnworth, but yeah, I, I think they'll be very similar to this year. But they'll struggle a little bit more because they haven't got that first year keen, excited. Mm. It'll be yeah, tough season for the Dolphins. For uh, a lot of other footy to chat about, and a few other texts which we'll come back to. Keep sending those in zero four one nine seven six seven two seven two. Adam Pengelly, not too far away, uh, on the back page of the Daily Telegraph. There's just a reference to Just In Time, or Just In Time, um, rating the Olam Bloor switch. Mm. Seems like a good one on paper for both. Um, the Tigers get that steal with Justin Olam, who's uh, sort of on the edge of the, the 17 at Melbourne. But Bloor, exciting young player, gets there early. What, what are you thinking about that that switch and for both sides? What happened to Olam? Mm. No, honestly, like... He was one of the most feared centers in the game. Yeah. Honestly. Hard to stop. Oh, he's carry out yardage or, okay, if I'm sweeping out the back of a play and Olam's coming, I am throwing the ball to the wing, whether it's in the stand or I don't care because he's a scary (laughs) man. And that's what he based his game around, that Mm -hmm. fear. But then something happened. I'm not sure. I think, obviously, Craig Bellamy is very, very defensive has a defensive mindset, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if a few games he might have got done, um, you know, with reads or, or whatever, but something happened there, and yeah, that love lost, because I feel they used to love him, the Melbourne fans loved him, they used him really well, so it was probably the right time for him to, to head to another club. The other guy, Sean, uh, you know, Blory, I, I, I played with Blory, 
I, I trained with him at the Tigers just mm-hmm. as he come from Penrith and big man. And if there's going to be a guy that also needed a change, I feel. Yep. And if there's one club where you are going to excel, uh, it'll be Melbourne because what Craig will uh, jam into glory is the little things, the tying in, the little effort areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's probably one thing that I think if glory gets his head on, he's got everything. He's got the, the, the tough carry. He's He can whack people. Mm-hmm. He's big. He's strong. So he's, he can be a very scary back row to come up against. But I think it's just those little effort areas that Bellamy will really make sure he gets around. And I, I think it be can be a really good buy for the, for the Storm this year. A few Queensland stories, uh, one around the Cowboys and how they're keen to make amends from last year, tighten a few things up. But this is an interesting one at the Titans, a uh, fullback duel between mm. Keanu Kenny and Jaden Campbell with AJ Brimson moving to the centres. Kieran Foran was up yesterday, says AJ Brimson will be a big problem for opposition defences in the centres. Thoughts on that? I don't know. Okay. The only reason I say that is because I love Brimson in broken play. Yeah. Um, that's when he's at his best. He's damaging, isn't he? But yeah. I also love Campbell in broken play. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's been happening for... A few years now, two, three years about mm-hmm. these two. Um, the only thing I'll say about in the centres, sometimes the game doesn't come to you. It, unfortunately, like some of the best centres in the game, it, they just can't get into the game mm-hmm. because sometimes it's it's a forward battle, or the halves are taking control and you know they're not they feel they don't really need to use the centres. If there's one position that if you if you don't go searching for the ball, yeah, you're not going to get it. Um, not a big frame, so I can't imagine his carries coming out of yardies are going to be too damaging. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that will be good for the Titans as a whole is um, having those players on the field at once. Yep. They're going to be scheming. Brimson could pop up in the middle. I, I think that's what Des might do. Yeah. He might be like, look, you're in the centres, but pop up wherever you need be because you're a fullback at yep. heart. So you know where you've got to be. But um, defensively, not sure. Tough, tough position to defend. Really, probably the toughest in the um, in the game. Yeah, making decisions. So I'll be very interested. But I do, I do understand what Forum's saying. Like he is a very explosive, fast player. Yeah, but it's just whether they can get him the ball. Now's the time of year, of course, for them to try that sort of mm. stuff as well. The training and simulation, working out how they're going to intertwine and 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 mix in different situations as well, isn't it? In terms of drifting in, drifting out which certain players they go, because once it gets into the cut and thrust, they're just, just getting through, mm-hmm. aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, very good. We will uh, we'll take a quick break. Adam Pengelly coming up after this, and a little bit later on in the show. Andrew Redmayne, uh, Socceroos and Sydney FC goalkeeper. Jared Daffy, uh, senior media presenter with the tab. Brad Davidson, Bronson Garlic. Then after 8 o'clock, Roger Rashid and Lizzie Wellborn. It is 6.53 Australian Eastern Daylight Time, 5.53 through Queensland, and you are listening to the Big Sports Breakfast Summer Show. Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast Summer Show. We'll hopefully catch up with Adam Pengilly shortly. As mentioned, we are racing today at Gunnedah, Wagga, Rockhampton and Cranbourne. And the wash-up continues from the big weekend at Rose Hill. And, of course, maybe uh, one of the best Magic Millions wins we've ever seen in the two-year-old race. Stormboy, very, very impressive. Uh, the NFL today, the Steelers and the Bills kick off in just under two hours' time. They've been moved back a day later because of the kickoff. The Bills' favourites, but 
Are you expecting the Steelers to be competitive? Mm. And then the Eagles and the Buccaneers later at 12.15. Um, I'll just bring up the market for that one, the e- Eagles and the Buccaneers, because I think the Buccaneers were starting favourite before. Uh, here we are, and we'll chat to Jared Duffy about what people have been uh, enthusiastic about in those markets. Um, no, Philly, $1.60 against Tampa yeah, Bay, two thirty-five, yeah. <clears throat> And Buffalo, $1.18 versus Pittsburgh, four eighty with Tab. The line is 10 in Buffalo and Steelers. Mm. It's it's an interesting game, the, the, the Philly-Tampa one, I will say, because the matchup is interesting mm-hmm. because the Tampa have to stop our run game because Swift uh, has been unbelievable and Tampa aren't good at stopping the run. But then Baker Mayfield has been on fire, slinging it, um, and our secondary hasn't been great. So I'm gonna. It's gonna be interesting to see um, how we go. Um, but for me, uh, AJ Brown is out for us. That's huge. Mm-hmm. He's our he's our go to. Um, so Devontae Smith's gonna have to step up. But as I said, I, I mentioned it earlier in the game. Um, sorry, earlier in the show. Um, I just need Hurts to, to show a little bit more today uh, mm-hmm. if we're going to beat Tampa because I feel Tampa have nothing to lose. They're yeah. the underdogs, but they're playing at home. There's been a fair few upsets so far in, in, in the games, and I feel if we're on, we'll be fine. But we just gotta we just got to make sure that we get rid of this little... I don't know, whatever it is in, in the system. You know, it's just not, we're just not playing how we did you know last year. And mm-hmm. even at the start of the year, we were 9 and... Nine and one or ten and one, and now we ended up ten and ten and six or mm-hmm. five. So, yep, I'm nervous, but hopefully we'll get the win. The line is at three. Does that change your thinking? If you, if, if we were right now, mm, hypothetically, we we if we were right now to to build some sort of a, an NFL multi for this morning, what would you be looking at between the two games? Any player props? Any head to heads? Any lines? Anything like that? Putting you on the spot. So I like. I I would back. So I like Josh Allen mm-hmm. to score a lot of the time. Yeah, great. He, he, rushing touchdowns. Rushing Scamp, touchdowns. Scampers, scrambles, Scram- drives through. Think of yeah. the weather as well. Yeah. He's not, they're not going to want to throw it as much as they usually mm-hmm. do, just with the weather. So I would back, I'd back Buffalo head-to-head into okay. Josh Allen to score. Okay. And then I would... Oh, they're $1.18. They're short, yeah. yeah. They, they are short, we, but... We'll we get in touch with Dicko and see if we can build something. How about this? So, Buffalo... Mm-hmm. Allen touchdown. What about how close tricking will be? Buffalo, pick your own line. We got what's the what, what line are they giving us for that Ten. game? Mm, what yes. about what about if we go? See, I take I take Pittsburgh with the line right. if it's ten. Okay, that's a fair. What about yeah? Interesting, mm. interesting. Okay, well Buffalo head to head. We'll go there. <clears throat> Allen touchdown, and then in the. Buccaneers and Eagles, which is a midday roughly kickoff at AEDT. Eagles are a dollar sixty. Do you expect high scoring, low scoring, a lot of rushing? I think it'll be a lot of rushing. Okay. Well, I know I think that's what we'll do yeah. because, like I said, um, it's pretty much the, the so the Bucks. It's the Bucks interior O line mm-hmm. coming up against our really good D, D line. So it, it's it, they're both really really good. So it's whoever can control that. That that's what I feel. So yeah. look. I'm going to bet with my heart, yeah. unfortunately, and I probably shouldn't do that. But I, I'm going to take, I would, if I was having a bet, I'd take the Eagles at $1.60. Yeah. So I don't think that's a, a bad price. Yeah. Into 
DeAndre Swift to score. Yeah. Okay. I think he's I think he's about three bucks. Yeah, okay. Usually around three ten. So I think they will go to the run game. Yep. And that should get you some juicy little odds there. Yeah, okay. Lovely. Well, we will have a look at that. Um, having a little bit of trouble getting a hold of Adam Pengeli. I think it's at our end, but we'll um, we'll see how we go through the morning. A couple more on the text line. Tigers don't need a used vented. They need a strong pack to lead their team. Uh, there might be some predictive text going on there. Does Is that, that a reference I don't to understand? Olam? Is that Olam? Maybe. Do we don't need a used... Yeah, Maybe. I think so. Well, Maybe. Yeah, that's like any team. You need a good, you need a good pack and, and, and go forward, and and that's let's face it, that's what the Tigers have probably lacked mm-hmm. over the last, you know, couple of seasons. Uh, but in saying that, it's I'd rather have Olam than not have him. Yep. Let's just say that, no matter what point of his career, you know, Benji's come out and said it that he needs a bit of experience, and and Olam's got that. You know, they get Luai next year, who's going to bring more experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm interested. In, to see how the halves will go this year, mm-hmm. knowing that Luai's coming next year. Because you've got Bud Sullivan, you've got Aiden Caesar, you've got Finau, and then you've got a young a young kid coming through um, that they're raving about at the moment for the Tigers. He's fairly, fairly young. I can't think of his name at the moment. but So there's four halves out of that are fighting for, for the spots this year. But mm-hmm. in the back of their minds, they know, am I going to be the, the guy to join Luai? Mm-hmm. Which is, that in itself is a, you know, for me, Aiden Caesar will be really good for the Tigers, I, I feel. I, I feel he was over in over in England going really well. Mm-hmm. He can control the team really well. And this is why, I know they're going to give Luai a go at, at, at halfback. Well, that's what they're saying. They said it's his team. They've come out yep. in, in the media and said that. But, for me, if Aiden Caesar goes well this year, or Sullivan, mm. at half, and they're controlling the team, why change it? Yeah, sure. Luai's are out and out 5-8 for me. Look, he could prove me wrong. But, yeah, I, I just think that could be a good combo. Mm-hmm. Caesar kicks the corners, does all the little things right, good defender. He is an out-and-out halfback, Caesar, for me. But then... You know, you bring in Luai and he wants to be the man. Well, so, does, doesn't he? I mean, Nathan Cleary does a lot of those things well too, doesn't lot, he? And Luai wants to, uh, to take over. So it'll be interesting to watch. It is two past seven Australian Eastern Daylight Time, uh, just after 6am through Queensland. We will take a break for the news and be back very soon.